Holt Ramblings. And I think today I'm going to have to talk about the most advanced subject I have talked about on here thus far, or publicly, or, well, anything tier two or below, I suppose. Um, this is something that's cropped up a little bit. I have a certain someone that is going to be doing a working similar to this. Um, and it's a very, very serious thing. So although this um, is mainly for a specific person, I know that other people may benefit from this. This is a very complicated subject. The subject that we're talking about today is using magic to reprogram someone's brain. Now, we will have all have heard of mind manipulation type spells and that sort of magic and glamours and that sort of thing where you're kind of tricking the brain. We've also heard about, um, like I've talked about before, dream walking and programming someone's unconscious mind. What we're talking about now is a physical reformatting of someone's brain. So this is going to happen physically, not just on an unconscious, you know, crazy ass neural psychological level. This is going to be a physical thing, a physical transformation, physical hardwiring. We're dealing with hardware at this point. Now, this is extremely unethical. And I mean extremely unethical. I would not choose to do this myself. I find it um, completely unethical to do this. Um, however, that doesn't mean I wouldn't teach it to someone because as we all know, the whole point of Thoth is that we don't hide information from people. Now, people that are interested in this specific magic, and this isn't the first time I've been approached to assist in something like this. Um, I, I am stuck between a rock and a hard place because on the one hand, I wouldn't like to do it myself. On the other hand, I can't turn around and say, no, I'm not willing to discuss this because as you all know, we, we don't do that. You know, we don't censor information. And I think that I can put a basic practice together or basic ritual or basic information together for most of the, the people that kind of hang out on the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon. Now I've covered something similar to this on the third tier of the Patreon for a very 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 specific case, okay? And the reason I didn't release that and the reason I put on the third tier of the Patreon is because it's not just that it would be considered dark Maleficent magic. It is also because the very type of practice, the very um, purpose of the practice in general will often, with because this was a case, case study essentially, um, a case file, the very it, it really makes a lot of people fucking uncomfortable with the day in which, uh, you know, the day and age in which we live in now, um, you wouldn't really be able to talk about something like this openly. So I'm not entirely sure where to start. I'm not going to reveal too much information on the person that is, or people that are asking about this, because there is one individual that has, a serious interest in this but it has also come up in conversation with other people i do hope to fuck that this is not going to be the theme of the month um because as we all know we go through various different themes of everyone wants to do money magic one minute everyone wants to do something the next minute and then it's all pop it magic and then it's all hex your ex and you know this is something that i would hope people have not I would hope that people aren't trying to take something like this on um, willy-nilly. So what am I talking about in terms of reprogramming someone's brain? Now, as we all know, we are, have a personality, yeah? 
when our brains are to a certain extent through how we get developed in the womb, brains develop, organs develop, our bodies develop, we as individuals develop, and then obviously we are birthed. And then there are, you know, lots of nature versus nurture. Um, even when it's just nature, you've got genetics, you've also got epigenetics, you know. This idea of being able to take a person and turn them into a different person or rewire their brain has been something that uh, scientists, particularly the mad type of scientists and psychologists and all sorts of people, have attempted to do for a very, very long time. And they are not very fucking good at doing it, you know? Um, psychology is, is very much seen as a pseudoscience, um, even today, I think. And, you know, when it comes to people trying to drill holes in the brain to literally physically change someone's personality, um, when it comes to people being essentially tortured, you know, to remove people's certain inhibitions, there's lots of history of people like LGBT EBGB, I can't remember, fucking alphabet people, gay people, lesbian people, all those sorts of people um, being forced to undergo all sorts of corrective therapies and stuff like that, which nowadays is frowned upon, but I think probably still goes on somewhere. Um, science at the moment hasn't, hasn't been able to really do a lot for this, or whether it's medication, whether it's neurosurgery, anything like that, science isn't very good at this. This is what the scientific community would probably consider to be cutting edge stuff. The magical community does not talk about this really all that much. Um, you can change someone's personality via using magic and magic only, okay? So it doesn't mean abducting someone and drugging them and performing some sort of crazy ass magical ritual and you know actually tinkering with a scalpel and a drill and all that sort of thing and messing about with their dream this can literally all be done at a distance and the the danger of this is this is higher level psychic surgery that you're dealing with okay this is not the usual puppet shit that you do when you want to keck someone or do a killing spell or something like that this is something where you're actually talking about, it's more like creation of homoculi. You're talking about taking something that is alive and restoring it, restoration. There's a difference between building a new house, yeah, and taking a house and refurbishing it and knocking down the walls and all that sort of thing. That's what we're talking about doing here. We're talking about taking an existing person with an existing structural soul, body, all of that sort of stuff. And we're talking about actually taking it apart whilst it is still alive, keeping it alive and knocking down the walls and restructuring it, okay? This is intermediate to potentially advanced witchcraft is what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, and the process by which you would do this, okay? Now, I've already said that I don't condone this sort of magical behaviour, but you don't really give a shit about that, do you? You just want me to explain how you go about doing it and maybe share a story or two, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you something that I literally just reserved for tier three, I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. Um, in fact, I might, even now I think about it, remove the video and just have this there instead because I might have given a little bit too much away with the video. Um, so, some backstory. Okay, so as you will probably be aware because you're not living underneath a rock, um, there are a lot of magical practitioners in the world. There is the usual everyday neo-pagan claptrap idiots. There is the people on the very, very serious magical paths. 
there are also you know you're kind of what what would chris say or what does what do we normally call it um advanced witches super witches all that sort of thing there's there's those sorts of people now when it comes to seriously advanced magical practice let's be fair it's not done publicly is it you don't really tend to see that if anything is to be done publicly it's hidden so only those that would understand it would really realistically be able to pick up on it and see it working you know there are many people that have a considerable amount of power that are interested in further developing their own magical ability that do experiments i have my lab rats right okay the difference is is that when you're at that level and you're tinkering around with intermediate to advanced forms of magic then there isn't really a huge amount of people and things that are going to get in your way okay this is the problem so you're pretty much not really answerable to anyone you know nothing really cares so and anything that does care isn't really generally a much of a yeah, I don't really fucking put up much of a fight, to be honest with you. Um, so if you decide, like the Nazis did in Nazi Germany, to take a person or a bunch of people, to subject them to experimentation, torture essentially, but it's experimentation, it feels like torture to them, but you are experimenting on people. Okay, that goes on. I'm not going to pretend like it don't happen. I don't really do that to the extent that we're talking about today. But we are talking about slightly more sinister versions of that today. We're talking about, okay, I obviously go and tell people to create a shit list to use their magic to, if you want to cause some mischief or you want to learn how to hex someone or blah, 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 blah then go ahead and... Uh, practice on someone you don't like. You know, I can't turn around and say I don't say things like that because I do. I can't turn around and say I don't do things like that because I do. The difference here is there's that kind of free will thing, okay? Now, there's me and Chris obviously don't really get involved with um, affecting people negatively over multiple lives. And this is one of those practices that potentially doesn't really, is an abominable practice, but it doesn't really do that. But it does make one feel quite uncomfortable because what you are doing is you are removing people's will, free will. You're, you're taking someone and turning them into a drone, essentially. Now there's, you know, as you may have uh, researched and read, there's idea, there is such a thing as zombie powders and things like that. And, um, in certain uh, communities, being turned into a zombie is very scary. Um, there are basically powders and things that are made. I, I think you can make them out of monkfish. I'm not entirely sure. But there, there are various things that you can have that magical practitioners before have uh, produced, which ends up having an effect on the brain. We're not talking about that. Okay, We're talking about something far more advanced than that um and the first time in this lifetime anyway that i've happened to cross this form of magic being used it was a practitioner that was fucking about they wanted to see because as we all do we kind of investigate the uh, you know what things are made up of we take things apart and eventually start doing that with with people and souls and spirits and all that sort of thing dissections one of those things um but doing it to a living person can be a slippery slope and it can really turn you into a monster because you're not necessarily talking about choosing people and doing little experiments and then putting it right afterwards or okay they just died you are talking about you've got to really answer you've really got to think about whether you want to be responsible for interfering with someone and not ending the story but essentially 
taking over their story um, and turning them into something different. Uh, so I think we're kind of sidestepping now. So I, I once met a magical practitioner and the fallout of this that was that they were attempting to dabble with this type of magic, okay? And they were interested in, okay, I want to just be able to wipe the brain clean and build something from scratch. Or I wanna take people that I find somewhat useful and I want them to essentially be the version of that person that I would like. I want them to make, make them more efficient, make them loyal to me, blah, blah, blah. And that, that person decided to take the approach of listing down kind of coming up with a map of what they want the person to be, what they want their personality to be, okay? And then what they were going to do is they were going to remove the aspects of the target, uh, aspects of the, the target's personality in that, um, that they didn't like and replace them. But this wasn't gonna be glamour magic. This wasn't gonna be something, this was gonna be serious hardware. This was gonna be an actual brain, almost like a brain transplant. Um, brain alteration. Um, you can see this sometimes with possession when you have spirits that are attempting to permanently possess someone and kick the essence of a person out. Now, this, what we're talking about now, is far more advanced than that. It's far more advanced than what spirits do when they possess people because when a spirit possesses someone, they generally just relegate them. They take control um, and they're locked in to a certain extent. Um, so they're still there. But what you're talking about is you're talking about something that's already in existence and, and, and changing it. Um, so this person wanted to tinker with this type of magic. And what ended up happening is they went through the process. Um, the process that they went through isn't quite the same as the process I'm going to explain today. The process that they took was more advanced, um, but I'm trying to use a simpler version that people can probably relate to. Um, and it resulted in them doing the necessary surgery on the person on an energetic level, rewiring and remapping the soul of the person, and then going down further and further and further, down through each aspect of that target soul. Um, when they got to the astral world and they finished the work on the astral world, then what inevitably happens with this type of work is the target person had a brain hemorrhage or a bleed on the brain, essentially. Um, the target got rushed into hospital and then with the hemorrhage essentially what happens is that parts of the brain get destroyed okay so the way in which the basic outline of the person of this works is that you start rewiring from the top down as soon as it gets near to the physical world so as soon as it gets to the astral world and you finish doing the work in the astral world as above so below as soon as you've changed something on that level in the astral world that is going to impact their physical okay so the way in which why it normally would manifest as brain hemorrhages and things like that is that you need to destroy what is there. So with psychology, you know, you kind of have ideas of um, the unconscious mind, conscious mind and consciousness in general. And then you have the ideas of um, physical aspects and physical parts of the brain. Now, I don't know how far psychology has come with regards to understanding this. I'm presuming that they may have a basic understanding as neurosurgeons might have a basic understanding of this, but I'm presuming that they can actually fucking recreate this and do this. Eventually, they probably will be able to, um, but they'll be working very much from the ground up as modern science does work from the ground up, whereas witches generally tend to work from the ground down or, uh, sorry, from the top down, or traditionally from the ground up and top down, so that there's a meeting kind of in the middle. Um, I won't go into that, but basically you're talking about going through a very, very strict procedure of going through every layer of the person's soul, 
reprogramming it, redesigning it until the point where essentially, much like those of you that might have experience in programming, you click the compile button or the run function and all of it switches on, um, which manifests in this case as normally brain hemorrhage, some sort of destruction of the brain. And the, the problem here is that if you don't do it properly, the person will die because people die of brain hemorrhages and things like that. The point is that the brain hemorrhage is the trigger, is the point where all of this new information, all of this new stuff literally slides into place and removes the old. It's like updating your operating system, okay? So with this update, shit, if anyone's updated a fucking computer, shit can go wrong constantly, right? So with this practice, you're doing all of the work and you get one shot at this realistically. I mean, you could argue that you could potentially do it again, but at the end of the day, realistically, if you're going to do if you're going to do this work, you need to make sure that you're getting it right the first time round, okay? Because there are physical aspects of the body that are changing, and let's be fair, it takes a hell of a lot to be able to recover from brain hemorrhages and stuff like that in the first place. So keep giving them multiple brain hemorrhages slash multiple updates. Um, the roof collapses, you know, if you take too many internal walls out and shit like that shit fucks up um so with this when i've seen this happen they attempted to have a tinker around and stuff like that and it worked to the extent they didn't kill the person um the two people that i've seen gone through this two i'm gonna say the word victims targets two people that i've seen go through this um one the first one was an attempt by black lodge to just tinker about with the process because black magicians and that like to fuck about with things and they don't really give a shit who gets hurt in the process. So with that situation, that person ended up winding up in hospital. The, the, the thing works, they ended up having their brain essentially reformatted, um, woke up and I don't know if I should give the name of the person. I probably shouldn't really. No, I was talking to Lady Poison and other people about this to say, not allowed to name names, are we? Because that's unethical. Um, the person woke up and they were actually a changed person. They were different. And what happened is slowly the brain started to rewire itself. So what happened with the brain hemorrhage is that, yes, it kind of did destroy parts of the brain. And the doctor said, well, you'll never do this again. You'll never do that again. Um, but what started to happen is their personality literally changed overnight. But the brain somehow started to kind of rewire itself. Now, the way in which it rewires itself neurosurgeons didn't understand quite what was going on obviously from an energetic perspective you can see what's going on what's happening is all of those files all of the old programming is being paused slash erased and being replaced and slowly but surely as you can see with the person progressing in to a certain extent recovering from the brain hemorrhage and different parts of their brain doing different things than they're actually supposed to do because the brain's pretty cool with that sort of thing I mean, people label, this is what part of the brain does this, that, the other. If you get this process right, you'll have parts of the brain doing things that those part that, that. You'll have parts of the brain doing things that that part of the brain isn't really supposed to do. You know, I know this again, fucking complicated now. So basically with that situation, that was uh, people just fucking about because they're assholes and they just want to see what happens. Um, and it ended up, it ended up working quite what they were attempting to do. I'm not entirely sure what to this day, what they were attempting to turn the person into, but it did have a very interesting effect and lots of things were, were, um, learned all around. This was the case that I was talking about with regards to the tier three content. I think I called it transmutation of sexual orientation because that is one of the byproducts of this. Person ended up being um, gay, and then after the hemorrhage, it, you know, basically had no longer had an interest in all the things that they had an interest in. Couldn't do the things that they used to be really good at, and all of a sudden became some well, actually changed orientation literally. Um, and I think went a little bit more into arty kind of stuff, like all of a sudden went from being a kind of left brainy person to a completely right brainy person. Um, 
So this was kind of one of those things that it, it worked. Quite how well it worked, I'm not entirely sure because I don't know what the group of people or magician or whatever was attempting to do. I just was around for the aftermath of it. Um, because let's be fair, when you do this kind of work, it does tend to attract attention and it attracted the attention of someone else that I was working with at the time. And then I got dragged into it anyway. We won't need to go into that. Um, the second time I've seen this happen was an attempt at healing. Okay, so healing magic in an advanced level. Um, so healing magic, when you're talking about trying to correct someone with a terminal condition, for example, um, they're attempting to create physical change in the person. Now, what they were trying to do, I think, was to deal with dementia, okay, to remove dementia from a person and to remove some other conditions as well. So they were doing some rather advanced healing magic. Um, and whereas, let's be fair, most professional witches uh, in this day and age will charge you 300 quid to light a healing candle and then say, oh, well, what's not meant to be is not meant to be. We're talking about someone that's like, fuck it, I'm going to use every fucking piece of magical knowledge and ability I can to fucking fix this. Um, without the help of deities and other spirits, they wanted to do it all on their own. Okay, And that, that had an effect whereby I think the person's actually still alive. So in terms of whether it worked, it worked. It just didn't work perfectly. Okay. So this is why I know that this stuff can happen because I've dealt with cases. Um, I was actually mentoring um, or helping the, let's call it physiotherapy, right? After the healing situation, I didn't get involved with any of the healing shit. But afterwards, when it came to the, process of the healings taking place and things need to rebuild i did help someone for a number of years work for a brain hemorrhage um both on a magical level and on a physical level um in terms of assistance provided uh, but again we don't need to go into that either now what we're talking about now is we are talking about like i've already said physically changing the personality of the person this isn't some bullshit airy fairy counselling shit you know which is natural you're literally talking about pressing pause and then reprogramming a character in a computer game right that is the the level in which we're talking about now now i don't like it because i generally most of the work that i get involved with is, is mentoring people um, whenever I mentor people, it's helping them achieve some sort of goal. Every now and then I use magic for personal gain, personal use, whatever, uh, you know, as it's my right to do. And I don't have any problem with that. But I don't tend to go around specifically picking on people at a level that is unfair. And this is where the ethics get involved for me. If you're hexing and all of that sort of stuff... Let's be fair, your average magical practitioner should be able to combat that. When you're dealing with reprogramming someone's soul, that is like fucking shooting fish in a barrel. And that's not fair. That is, that's not good sportsmanship. Okay, that's rude. Um, and it makes me a little bit uncomfortable to, to do something like that. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to say, you know, give basic information on, on the subject. Now, What's required to do this? Well, I've already talked about the previous people essentially going through different parts of the soul in a logical order and rejigging that. Okay. Um, that's beyond most people's ability. Okay. So, the most people that you'll meet that try to do healing work or any sort of work or attempt to do this, it is beyond. It is beyond that person's ability to do that level of what we'll just call psychic surgery, okay? Does that mean they cannot still be done? It can still be done, but you do need to take a safer and more a different approach to that, okay? Now, the, there's two approaches that I could discuss today. Because, because the, the psychic surgery of you doing it all yourself 
is outside of the scope of tier fucking two content. And it would take so much effort to me to be able to put this down for the average person. If people that are listening there want to have a conversation with me on an individual basis, what that enables me to do is to explain things in such a way that you understand them, because I'll be using your language, will be, you, you know, this isn't just some audio recording, it will literally be you'll be able to ask questions about bits that you don't understand that I've said. Um, so I'm going to leave that for now, and we're just going to talk about how you might bootstrap this, how you might go about doing this in a slightly more mediocre form, but let's be fair, it's still fucking better than most of the magic that, that tends to go on out there. So the first thing that you could do is to partner up with a powerful enough spirit, okay? So spirits such as Bridget actually can reforge and recast. I've seen Bridget give people hemorrhages in order to literally change their personality. She doesn't do it. Um, without their permission, of course, but, you know, there are other spirits that have the power to recast and reforge something that is still currently alive without killing it, um, and sticking it through some sort of fucking cycle so that it pops back up again, because that would be easy to do. This is a little bit different. Um, so partnering with an extremely powerful spirit that's an expert in this type of uh, thing that would be the most simplest way of doing it, but you have to contract you. Ha you have to contact that spirit. You then also have to work out and explain to the spirit what you want, and then you also have to, you know, it has to want to do it for you or be forced to do it for you. So that in itself is really what down to spirit work. Okay, so how about we meet things kind of halfway? So you kind of want to do a little bit of magical surgery, like. You kind of want to do a little bit of the work yourself, but at the same time, it's a bit out of your depth. The way in which I've gone about um, teaching the creation of homoculi, homoculi, by my de definition anyway, are, cre are generally created. You can Google and research homoculi. You probably won't find a huge amount, but essentially you're talking about taking something that is living and co-opting it and changing it and turning it into something else during maturation. So during, um, before it's essentially fully incarnated here, um, is a lot more difficult to change something that's already incarnated here, that's already physically here and crystallized in this earthly physical form. It's a lot more difficult to do that. Um, but the approach that you could take might possibly be the same. So I'm gonna ignore the homoculi for now and just stick to the, the the point at hand, the case in hand, because that's probably the simplest way of doing it. And this might go over a few people's heads in general anyway. So I got to try and really make this fucking simple. Um, rewiring. We have the concept of um, nanobots and that kind of thing. I once made an egregore that was designed to work a lot like the Borg Queen from Star, from Star Trek. Um, it would be a case of, I'd just tell her what to do. She would produce a little swarm, essentially a swarm, that would then be able to bury literally into the lower regions of someone's soul and have a tinker about. I utilised it for maybe making homoculi. I got, well, to be fair, I'll hold my hands up. I chickened out halfway through the process and thought, now I don't feel comfortable about doing this ethically now, so I'm going to stop doing that. I then repurposed her to work a little bit more with healing work because, you know, it's just easier to be able to get something else to go and do the healing than yourself. Um, healing from the inside out as opposed from the outside in, which is what most magical practitioners tend to do when they're working from a distance. Um, again, I'm sidetracking. Um, so basically, restructuring needs to take place. You're probably not going to be able to access the realms and regions of the person's soul that is going to need to be required to do this kind of repurposing. Therefore, you could make something like a spirit or a multiple spirits that would do this for you. Because this is the problem with egregore creation and spirit creation. It, 
you can make more powerful spirits than yourself. You can make smarter, more intelligent spirits than yourself. You know, things can evolve. You know, look at the whole kind of idea of like those Terminator films and Skynet and stuff like that. Someone makes some artificial intelligence and it goes off. This is why agricultural creation can be very dangerous and why they always say you should have safety mechanisms and protocols and a death date and stop stunt its evolution and all that sort of thing because shit can go bad. Um, what we're talking about is we're talking about, again, which is another thing that makes this dangerous, is that you're talking about creating some sort of spirit, probably a group of spirits, that is going to be able to do the repurposing, the reprogramming part. All you're going to need to do is to program them like you might program um, nanotechnology um, little nanobite type things from sci-fi, reprogram that with a blueprint of what you want them to do. And they'll go about destroying the component parts that is necessary of the person, repurposing it and rebuilding it, okay? Um, now, how are you going to do that? Well, it is, to a certain extent, egregore creation. Um, now, the simplest way of doing this would be to, okay, you want to change someone's personality. You don't want to change too much, but you do want to change someone's personality. Um, what you couldn't essentially do is create a template for the personality that you want, write it down, crystallize it, have it there, look at it, make sure you're happy with it. So you could literally just get like my nice uh, Oxford A4 notepad and literally write it all down. Um, and then when that's there, you can then start to work on, okay, the delivery method for this, how this, how is this going to happen? I don't know what surgery needs to be required, but I know I need to make some sort of surgeon that's capable of doing this, or surgeons that's capable of doing this. Um, the spell which I've given, um, or I'm going to give a, a specific individual, is really a ritual more than a spell, um, is a what i'm calling a moss or fungi spell um it's inspired by uh a particular i think it is a fungus that essentially is in nature this scary ass shit um because nature is scary um basically grows on ants and then gets into the ant's brain and rewires the ant's brain and takes over. So the ant basically just gets taken over and it's now just a host to this bacteria that controls its body. It's freaky ass shit. There's a lot of freaky ass shit like this in nature that you can draw great inspiration from for your magical craft. So the way in which I'm helping them or recommending for this is that you need to create an egregore and it needs to be something that you can control it needs to be something that you can get rid of it needs to be something that can really act outside of an area so what we're talking about is a little bit more like i suppose kind of viruses to a certain extent um this egregore rather than be a spirit that just floats about in the astral world and that is only means of survival and its only habitat is going to be the energetic bodies of the target. So the person you are wanting to work on, you are going to create some kind of egregore, some kind of spirit surgeon with a blueprint that goes about altering the landscape the habitat rewiring repurposing so if you look at nature and stuff like that i like the idea of um mold or fungus or anything like that because it has the right kind of characteristics now how is this going to look from a magical perspective and how is this going to kind of work from a physical perspective now I'm not suggesting making a potion of fungi kind of stuff with egregores and making them eat it. Could you do that potentially? Yes. We're going to assume 
that the person that you're wanting to work on is at a distance, that they're not someone that you can physically feed a fucking potion to. Someone suggested Donald Trump. I'm not suggesting that, and this is not the person that um, I've basically helping with this work. Um, they're not. They're not trying to target Donald Trump. But I am going to use a couple of different methods, or I'm going to let them choose a couple of different methods. But the principle behind them, the way they work, is the same. So I'll just give you two. One is the traditional poppet. So what you want is you want the poppet. You need to create that poppet in the physical world, and you need to pull a piece of the soul, probably a bit of the astral body, of the target into that poppet. So that every time you work on that poppet, you're really working the corridor, the doorway to quantum entanglement essentially it would probably be the best way of kind of explaining that whatever you do to the puppet happens to the person now we're not doing surgery on the puppet a lot of people will stick pins in and direct that that's basic um forms of magical surgery what we're talking about is because it's a lot more advanced than probably we're going to understand so what we're trying to use this puppet is instead of this puppet being a thing that we interact through, we're using this as a, as, a, as a whole. We're using this as a point of entry, a delivery system for the egregore, okay? Because what the egregore needs to do is it needs to work from the inside, okay? So it can't be your stereotypical spirit that hunts the astral body of the target down beats them up and you know fucks about with them that's probably gonna not really that's not that's outside of the scope of this kind of thing if you want to do that for black magic or offensive uh types of magic then that's fine it works brilliantly well for that sort of thing but with this healings and delicate surgeries and stuff like that we we want something that really is contained within the person that alters the person and then when it's gone about doing its alteration, just dies off because it, it's done, it's done its job. Um, or it will just remain there dormant. Uh, either way, it depends on how advanced you wanna make this. If you make it remain dormant, then it it's generally better to do that for things that if you're working on a magical practitioner. Um, mainly because if you're working on a magical practitioner, they are friends with other magical practitioners or things that may try to put the person back. And if you've already got something that's in there that is putting things, putting things back to the way that you want it after something else is trying to basically, you know, um, yeah, let's just, just ignore that because that's going too fucking complicated now and we're trying to keep it basic, aren't we? Um, so yeah, so then basically, you know, egregore creation in the form of a living thing that will obviously give power enough over this world, but also astral world and also be able to work. You're working through the physical body or you're talking to and communicating to the physical body of the egregore. The physical body of the egregore is the fungus or mold or whatever it is. The poppet is the bridge or doorway to the person so what you're essentially doing is you are creating an egregore that inhabits the poppet and works through the link between the poppet and the target to access on a deeper level why mold and fungus and stuff like that the reason for me is because it it, it grows it takes over you know People could do this with weeds and things like that. Anything that like really fucking takes over the joint, it would be something. Um, I've personally found for this type of work that fungus, mold, and moss, that kind of thing works best. So ultimately what's gonna look like is that you're going to create the poppet first because that's the ecosystem, remember. And then what you're going to do is create the egregore inside of the person. So you've carved off a nice little piece of the person in the form of a puppet, you know? 
is a part of their soul at the end of the day. So as you grow that in the physical realm, that fungus, mold, whatever, in the physical realm, and grow it in the astral realm, the only place that has to go, much like plants growing towards sunlight, the only place it can go is it can't move outside of that pocket, but it can go through that gap, through that bridge, through that doorway, and then start to grow into the other energetic aspects of the individual, of the target victim. <laughs> um, and spread and go about doing its work, okay? Um, like some next level day of the Triffids type shit, I would imagine. Um, so with this, that was one approach. Now that's not the approach I prefer because um, I like the idea of taking it and kicking it up a little bit a notch from a symbolic perspective is that we're not really caring much about the physical body of the person. What we care more about is the brain. So what I want to do is I want to basically target and the first place I want that, um, the first part I want that egregore to target is the lunar energetic body of the person and then the mercurial energetic body of the person. Um, so what I'm gonna, what I would do from a symbolic witchcraft perspective to start with is to get, uh, when I was shopping in HomeSense, I've seen a couple of these, they're big glass skulls. So they're not like your little jar skulls or shot glass skulls or something like that. They are literally the size of a football. They normally bring them out at Halloween, but they're like literally the head, like a glass head, okay? glass skulls or glass heads they sell them a lot in home sense in the uk and i love them they're absolutely brilliant for this sort of magic and we're going to kind of do uh, like terranian type magic so a little ecosystem so the first step with this and this is the approach i would personally take if i was going to take this kind of approach um rather than the poppet because if you're putting fungus and shit in a poppet are you putting that poppet in the table Open a box, what are you doing? It can go pretty gross pretty quickly. Um, whereas seeing through the glass head of your victim into their brain and watching it grow and change also will teach you a lot about the process. Okay. So this is where a lot of divination and psychic work comes in. Um, I respond, I, I personally get on better with this method. Will you? Not necessarily, but I'm going to speak from my own personal experience with similar types of workings with this. So how would this look? The first step, which is arguably the most fucking difficult step, and the step that a lot of people go wrong with, is to take that glass head, okay, and you want to entangle that glass head with the astral head of the target, okay? So what we're doing is we are literally taking, I think my battery's going to go and I don't entirely know why because I swear I plugged it in. Oh no, I not plugged it in technical issues yeah so basically what you're going to do is obviously for me it's not too difficult because i'm good enough with astral projection to be able to track down someone's astral body in the astral world grab them this is why i used to do lessons in um jiu-jitsu because it's perfect for this kind of thing um one inch punches don't work very well in the astral world but jiu-jitsu and tearing someone apart really works wonders on the astral world for um, not so delicate surgery. What you're gonna do is stalk that person, find their astral body and remove a piece of that astral body, okay? Requires astral projection, good abilities with astral projection to do that or requires you getting a spirit to go off and get that for you. Um, to take it back and then what you're going to do is because animism, all things have a soul, as above, so below, all things have a spirit. Um, energetic components, take that glass skull, 
the soul or the energetic component of that glass hole. So you have a physical glass skull, yeah, that you bought from HomeSense. Um, this is not sponsored by HomeSense, by the way, but it's a fucking brilliant shop. Um, and then go to the astral version of that skull, glass skull. Put the chunk that you've removed from the target into that skull so that that then that skull on the astral realm houses a component a part a slice of that person's astral body so it's literally linked directly to them you can't get much more of a stronger link than that um and then that's the first step the first step is to make sure that that glass component is and becomes the head of that person, becomes a part of that person, like an extra limb, okay? Presumably one that they're unaware of, because I know the target that uh, the, this certain person's going after is gonna be a mundane, um, but you could potentially, it gets a little bit more complicated when you're doing this with witches, so we'll leave that for another video or maybe you can talk to me personally about that face to face um but that that would be your first part so some people would not be able to do that so they might use the help of a spirit to go and carve that some people might use traditional uh kind of sympathetic magic methods to then push a little bit further to actually okay we're we can't get a piece of the soul of the person but what we can do is directly kind of make a syringe type thing so whatever is in that glass jar filteranium um is directly linked to lassoed so even if you can't rip a piece of their soul off and stick it in there you could potentially lasso it, make a direct link to it. That's why mo that's how most people work for puppet magic, that sort of sympathetic magic. Most of them are unaware. The next step from doing the kind of lasso thing is to start working directly on the astral body of the person. Um, and the methods in which I've seen people utilize previously, like I gave the past two encounters that i've had with this happening they've not done anything physically they've done it all in the astral world um but you know with regards to cool iconic witchcraft and shit like that and most people on here are witches so i'm trying to keep it specifically to kind of stereotypical witchcraft practice here um what you would then do is obviously when you have that then you can do potentially anything with that that is their head now Traditionally, with puppet magic and stuff like that, you'd probably interact with... You could take the glass jar and smash it. Realistically, is that going to kill the person? Probably not. Realistically, what that is most likely going to happen or most likely going to do is to just break the link. Okay, so probably not worth doing that. Symbolically, I've taught people to put messages, notes, thoughts inside the head and that and then the person has those thoughts but we're talking about moving much more beyond this because remember this type of magic normally is you directly working through that link we're talking about a little bit more in depth a little bit more detailed a little bit more advanced than that we're talking about no this is literally just a delivery method for the real thing that we're doing which the creation of the little robot egregore fungi army that grows and breeds um, and changes its ecosystem. So then the next thing you need to do is to create that egregore. You're going to create it within the little training, within the glass head. So in terms of what you decide to utilize as a physical body, I like to use things like fun some moist kind of things, um, water, Water is a great delivery mechanism for uh, many different things. I think I might, I, I can't be bothered to go into that. I might just get Chris to do a chat about that at some point. Because um, he's good at explaining things like that. 
Um, and I know we've brought it up on podcasts with water as an elemental thing and that kind of thing. Moisty kind of things, things that breed within moisture, fungus, mold, all of that kind of thing. Um, magic, psychic ability is moist, is wet, is watery, um, emotion, um, all of that sort of thing. Energetically speaking, that is the pathway, the avenue of the types of magic that we're working. So it makes sense that the delivery method is a watery based delivery method. Therefore, it makes sense that the egregore should be watery based um, because it needs to have that advantage. Again, is this making sense or is this not making sense? I'm not entirely sure. We'll find out when people start asking questions. Um, so then obviously you're going to start programming your egregore and designing your egregore. Now, egregore creation is outside of the scope of this video. I should probably do a video. I know we're going to do a course on it at some point, but don't be doing this thought form fucking tulpa shit. If you're going to make an egregore, make an egregore for this type of work. This isn't just a case of, I kind of have an idea of what I want this to do. I know what I'll do. I'll throw a little bit of energy at that or a big bit of energy at that. You need to make sure that when you're making an egregore for this type of work, the way it is fucking designed, you know, that it is fit for purpose, fit for the job, you know, that you've really put some fucking effort into designing this fucker. And there's rituals that you can do to do that. Maybe I'll release one if that's what you want. Um, but that's the thing. Egregore creation, you're designing that, but rather than when stereotypically you might make um, a physical body to house the egregore in the physical world to make it anchored to something physical for you to interact through it. Um, really what you're talking about is because you're making the egregore within this training, within this thing, is not anchored to the physical world, is actually anchored to the soul of the person. So in this case, it really is kind of like a virus at the end of the day. Um, and if you look at kind of the viruses and and that kind of thing and how they kind of work within the body, um, changing various different things and habitats and stuff like that and growing, then another reason why mold and that sort of thing would make a good house or would make a good um, body structure for an egregore like this. So that is, I think we're pretty much out of time anyway, because it's like 60 minutes already. Um, so that's the basic outline of this kind of thing. Um, again, the first thing that you need to do is to decide and literally write it fucking down. What person are you wanting them to become? Create the personality. Have an idea of what you want that personality. The second thing that you do is to create the delivery mechanism. To have that piece of their soul that you can work through to have that direct link to a component of their soul. Loony, uh, astral body would be the best thing. Um, there are other ways of doing it, but that would be the, the simplest method really, um, particularly for a beginner. Um, and then the next step is when you start creating the egregore. And then what you do is you then grow that egregore. And then as that egregore matures, yeah, when you see it growing in the glass head, it will start to make sense. It will start, you will start, because you you should program some sort of language into it. Normally, this is something that evolves. Um, so what tends to happen is you'll look at the terrarium and you may want to feed the skull with whatever it is that fungus kind of grows. You're not going to start putting messages and shit like that in it. What you're going to do is you will have programmed your... Um, your egregore and then you're letting it go and all you're really doing is expect is um inspecting its handiwork so when you look inside that glass dome that glass skull and you see where the mold is growing what characteristics it takes you it's really fucking creepy and weird you will be able to see that it's kind of a lot like um brain scans if you've ever seen um, brain scans and stuff like that where different parts of the brain light up 
what will start to happen is you'll start to kind of read that glass terranium like a brain scan. You'll start to see, oh, I can see its effect in that kind of area. Um, do you need to understand a little bit about how the brain works now? Do you want to go and research basically different areas of the brain, what they do, blah, 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 before you make the egregore and then transfer that knowledge to the egregore to make it more pristine, more clear when you're actually reading it potentially, but you don't really need to do that realistically because the psychic link between you and that egregore, it will start to speak to you um, when you look through that. Um, not just from the physical changes of how it grows and the areas and places in which it grows in that thing, but also from the perspective that um, it's almost like scrying, right? Because you scry into crystal balls and stuff like that, and you know, it gets you into that state. The, it becomes almost like a black mirror or a crystal ball looking into that. If you're really looking in there close, you will see weird ass, crazy ass shit, and it will start to speak to you. Um, but again, I think that this is the basic gist of it. I wanted to give the basic gist of it. Hopefully, I haven't put in too many Uzis in the hands of people that are going to go out and rush to, to fuck people up and stuff like that. Um, but if anyone has any questions regarding this, then me and Chris can, by all means, talk to you privately. Um, about this kind of thing um and it is a it is a wonderfully fascinating types of magic is it ethical not really um could you use it in an ethical way yes potentially you can use it in an ethical way obviously um with healing magic or something like that is it dangerous though yes it's fucking dangerous it could go horribly wrong what then happens uh when it goes horribly wrong. Well, it's gone horribly wrong. You've only got yourself to fucking blame. Don't blame me. Um, when do you know it's done its job? Well, the manifestation, depending, because it realistically is going to depend on how much you're rewiring, how much of their brain you're rewiring, how much of their personality in that, that you are changing. If you're changing a lot, it's probably going to manifest in the form of some sort of hemorrhage where parts of the the component parts of the brain gets destroyed. If it's simple, if it's fairly simple and you're changing a couple of little minor things that aren't really a huge amount, um, then that is going to manifest as something brain-related. Um, but the problem is it's going to depend on um, from case to case. So you could potentially see when if you're trying to remove something such as I've seen lower level versions of this being used to remove addiction, for example, then what can happen is that it will manifest in the form of a fucking headache and your head feels like it's fucking melting or the person's head feels like it's fucking melting. Um, and that will kind of be a way in which it shows up. But at the same time, if you're doing other types of work on that person, other types of rewiring is not going to manifest like that. So there will be a physical manifestation. Ultimately, you know when you're done because the person starts to become the person that you were designing them to become. So normally there'll be an initial kind of bang, an initial kind of spark, which is often goes hand in hand with a physical condition, whether it be a headache, a brain hemorrhage, a stroke, anything like that. And then you will see based on that, how good you were at this, okay? Because if you've got someone that you were trying to assist with, uh, I don't know, you're trying to get rid of the fact that they're um, have an addictive personality and um, do other sorts of, stuff then um and then they have a stroke and shit like that then that's a physical manifestation but i mean would you call that a success if they're you know how much can they recover from that there's so many things that can go wrong unforeseen things if if uh things don't get done properly um this is why it's kind of intermediate to advanced levels of magic because uh you Rarely do you find someone that's going to have the ability to be able to 
really go into the amount of detail, the amount of level to make sure that all of this transitions perfectly, you know. Um, if you think updating your fucking computer system, going on Windows updates or Microsoft updates is, is annoying, then this is a lot fucking lot worse than that. Um, and this is the this is why people experiment with this kind of thing. It's fascinating. You learn so much from the process because you can see it unfold. So if you do this to someone and you start to pay attention, you start to see it and you start to interact with it, don't just let the aggregate go about doing its thing. You watch the aggregate go about doing its thing. You'll learn so much from the process that um, potentially you can perfect the process and it has various interesting applications. Um, but yeah, there we go. I think I will probably leave it there at that point. Um, but yes, don't try this at home. <laughs>